0: (laughs) What is up, everybody? (laughs) Welcome back to the No Gimmicks here on the DFPN. I am your host, Black Mac, along with the fabulous one, Frankie D. Welcome back to the show. Before we get into the show, um, doing something a little different tonight. You may notice that we're up on Patreon right now and for tonight and tonight only. I broadcasted this stream out to the Twitterverse or X, whatever you want to call it. It's now we're we're live on X. Uh, We won't be live on here long. So if you see this on your X feed, and if you're listening to the sounds of our voices right now, do us a favor. Go to www.patreon.com slash that film podcast follow us these shows will be broadcasted from there all right afterwards what we'll do is if we have anything else besides the show we'll come on the twitterverse the x feed whatever you want to call it we'll do it live on there on facebook on youtube but tonight i wanted to give you guys a preview of what the show looks like and afterwards, you can follow us over on the Patreon slash Datfilin Podcast. You can get this show live. But I digress. We also have a band camp. Go to there. Datfilin.bandcamp.com Subscribe for as little as $3. You get the Datfilin music side of that as well. And we also have merch. Go to teespring.com Search up that fellow podcast. I'm going to post a new link onto our uh, link tree, and I will share that wherever we have a podcast. And you follow that link tree. You go to our merch store. But Frankie D, Mister
1: Matt, yes, sir.
0: I won't go into it. We had a hell of an episode of Ahsoka. I won't go into it. On we have the nerves for it, but right. Real quick. Without yeah. going into into too much detail, right? Awesome episode, bro. Awesome episode.
1: Yeah, it, it was an awesome episode. I had goosebumps watching it. Um, it, it's it was the greatest thing I've ever seen in Star Wars in a yes. long time. Yes, and that's including the Obi Wan Kenobi show with. Darth Vader's, you know, and return and all that, and I'm gonna tell you right now, and I'm I'm putting it out there that Dave Filoni, um, really captures George's vision of what Star Wars is, and having an actor like Hayden Christensen come back into the mm-hmm. Star Wars universe, big deal, very big deal, Massive. and I think I think Hayden has redeemed himself from what we saw. And the prequel trilogy, because a lot of people had a problem with you know, his acting, but people didn't understand the psychology of what he was directed to do by George Lucas. Right. And George Lucas wasn't a director in the traditional sense. Uh, so I think Hayden's come back, and, and Hayden's really been accepted by the Star Wars fandom in the universe and, and all that. And you just have really a, a much... Needed and and much appreciated um, view of the prequels. Now that the sequel trilogy sucked ass, we we appreciate the prequel trilogy <laughs> more. And um, yeah, and I, I just I, I love the episode. And like we're not gonna get into any any spoilers here. In case you haven't watched it, but if you have not watched it, go on Disney Plus, Ahsoka, and check it out. Also, stay tuned this Monday right here on the dfpn's patreon we got the united states what is it USDN? united states department, department of nerds, nerds. Yeah, yeah. that's right they're going to be doing their show and uh frankie d might pop in on that to to go further in depth about ahsoka episode five once again people um this show ahsoka has been kind of slow to me but we have gotten some some really good characters out of this show. Baylon Skull is, is one of my favorites, played by the, the late Ray Stevenson. Um oh, dope I, character. Dope character. Chan Hadi is mm-hmm. another one that I'm digging. Um she just I don't know, man. It's just with me when it comes to the 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 Star Wars and, and all and, and just the lore and the characters, whatever, I love the story. Of someone who was who has fallen from the from the you know fallen from the light side and goes to the dark side and then it can be later redeemed. I, I love right. that story, so I enjoy it. Um, we can have debates all day. Long. Me and Mac we having a, 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 a debate, you know, before we started here about Anakin and Luke Skywalker, <laughs> but it's it's just it's just a debate, you know. What I mean, it's just yep. fun stuff to talk about. It's it's fun, so. Check mm-hmm. out the United States Department of Nerds this Monday on Patreon, and we're gonna get down and dirty. Seven PM, I think it was it seven PM Central or seven PM Eastern. Uh, or seven or p.m. Central. 7 PM Central. Seven PM Central. Eight PM Eastern. There you go. So check it out, and uh, they're gonna talk about it, and it's just it's gonna be a good show because this is leading up to something big. Trust me. Yes. Yes. So have something really big, and I was very and this and you know this episode was going to be special because this episode was shown in select theaters around the country. Right, right. So they actually right. showed it out in Dallas was one of the places. It was going to be shown here uh, here in in San Antonio, but um, it got pulled or something. I don't know what happened. Because so I was looking for tickets. I was going to go to the theater and see it. It was, it was oh. big. So you already knew. And on top of that, Dave Filoni directed this one himself. So you already knew. Got his hands dirty. Yeah, it was going to be something big. Yeah, yeah, so he, direct, he, he directed this episode. Rosario Dawson, who plays Ahsoka Tano, in case you guys don't know, you should know, she said that this was her favorite episode. Uh, and get to, to and basically because she got to reunite with uh, her long-lost friend from uh, acting school, uh, Hayden yeah. Christensen. Yeah. So, yeah, so it was great. Check out the United States Department of Nerds this coming Monday, 7 uh, p.m. Central Time, Patreon-exclusive they're going to break it down, and Frank D might do a pop-in. You know, as Bobby <laughs> Hill said back in there, a pop-in. <laughs> so, well, other than that, want to send a shout-out to my man, Tony Snow. Snowman Enterprises out there doing his thing. The Snowman Enterprises, it's just the, the faction just keeps growing.
0: Bro, they they bigger. come out here. They come out here to MPX. Shout-out uh, to MPX. Shout out to MPX. Uh, yeah. It's it's one of the, the more entertaining uh things that they put on out there and everything's entertaining, but that really stands out. His uh, his snowman enterprises and how he's getting people in there and how they're starting to take over. It's kudos to him, man. He's a hell of a manager. And uh, from what I, from what I know, he, uh, he was mentored by Teddy long. Is that right? That's correct. Yeah. He, you could, you could tell he has the influence. Yeah. He has the influence. He's, he's a manipulator.
1: I like that about him. Yeah. So shout out to shout out to Ham Snowman Enterprises. Shout out to Maya World. Shout out to Misty Marks. Shout out. Uh, shout out to Mac the franchise. Shout uh, out to
0: Mac the franchise. Yeah. He actually, uh, he actually did us a solid. Uh, you'll 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 hear it coming out shortly, but he did us a solid. Shout out to Maya World. Uh, yep. we're actually going to have Misty Marks on tomorrow.
1: so Copy that. And shout-out to Izzy as well. Yes. Shout-out to Izzy Moreno. Moreno. Yeah. yeah. Shout-out to the Admission Pro Wrestling. Shout-out to them. Shout-out to my people over at the Dog Pound Championship Wrestling right here in San Antonio, Rodney Mac Jazz, and all the crew down there, City Boys, all them. You know, we we, we are the podcast that shows love to the Inks. We got yes. love for the Amies. Yeah. So, if there's anybody out there in the Indies that wants to do business with us? We're always open for business. I'm gonna send out a, a request to the Monster Factory. So,
0: Monster Factory, if you are if you are listening to the No Gimmicks podcast, let us know you are listening. It is an open invitation to come by the show, talk to us, let the people know why you're the best wrestling school in the nation this is an open invitation monster factory if you're listening let us know you're listening so yeah but shout out to everybody man uh let's dive into the show man
1: oh real quick also shout out to everybody that had us in the rankings here oh, yeah. You know, we were no we out of all the, the, the podcasts on, on Apple, I think it was on like 200 Podcast and No Game's podcast was eighty six. So yeah. we appreciate that. And we're just continuing yes. to, to, to go up and, and move up like the Jefferson's. You know what I'm saying? So <laughs> we, we we really appreciate that. We put a lot of hard work into these shows. You know what I'm yes. saying? we you know, there there are certain people out there that have bigger shows than us and, and they consider them to be mock mark podcasts what they call mark podcasters. <laughs> Look we we, we ain't on no marks over here. You know, we're we're educated fans. Okay. Yes. Yes. And we don't we don't go out of our way to, to disrespect anybody in the business. We just call it like it is. We <clears throat> we say what it is and we always keep it one thousand on this show. Yep. So but yep. shout out to everybody who listens to No Gimmicks and supports the No Gimmick Podcast and supports the DFPN brand and all our podcasts. You know, us Smoke Pit, which is the the center, you know, podcast of this the, this network. Yeah, uh, the pillars. You know, the, when you talk about the pillars of of AEW, the pillars of the DFPN, the pillars have always been the Smoke Pit, and then Wrestling with Our Thoughts, which then later became. The No Gimmick's podcast. You know, it all okay. started from these two shows and then went into everything else that we got going on right now. So we appreciate everybody out there supporting everything that we do. And like I said, one more time, plug one more time. This Monday night, 7 p.m. Central Time, right here on the DFPN Patreon exclusive, it's going to be United States Department Nerds. And they're going to talk about Ahsoka, Frank D. No Gimmick's going to do a pop in, possibly, and talk about it. Tune in. Tune in. Tune in. Tune in. <laughs>
0: Now, let's dive into the show, man. First thing, yes, off sir. the rip. Off the rip. Uh, yeah. The numbers are in. <laughs> the, the numbers dropped conveniently right before AEW Dynamite tonight. Uh, <laughs> about an hour before Dynamite kicked off. Uh, the numbers came in. 72,265 fans actually attended A W all in at Wembley Stadium which yeah. is a significant drop off from 81,035 that is that is highly significant now what yeah. they what they did responsibly report is that these are actual turnstile entries and does not uh, indicate whether there were extra people bought in beyond the fact or the people that may have been working in the building as part of that attendance. Yeah, the actual is 72,265. So, <laughs> Will Osprey, <laughs> Will Ospreay actually had a funny response to it. Will Ospreay actually got a tattoo of 81,035. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> When that number dropped, he put out a tweet, and it's actually pretty funny. It's funny. He's like, oh, I can't do anything about it now. My my mom was mad at the tattoo and everything, man. It's like, I can't
1: <laughs> you can get, it, you can get it covered up, brother. Yeah,
0: yeah. You can get it redone. That's, yeah. that's, that's about all you can do is get it redone. But significant drop, man.
1: Yeah, I, I know, I know. So technically now when it, the numbers have come out and then we actually have the actual number for SummerSlam at Wembley uh, being 79,000 people, 79,000, uh, one-something, one-something thousand. AEW unfortunately did not beat SummerSlam 92. It wasn't the biggest wrestling event in the history of the business, but, but it's still an impressive number. They yeah. actually could pull in seventy-two thousand people, for uh, for for a, a company that's been around like what five years now. They actually could, they actually could pull that many people in. That is and impressive. It just shows, it's impressive, and a lot of people. I think a lot of people are like, oh, uh, you know, ha ha ha. I don't understand what the ha 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 is about, because they were able to make a box office with with that show, and they're also to they're also to get pay per view buys. We don't know right, you don't have the right. numbers yet for the pay per view, but I'm pretty sure a lot of people watch it. And then right. AEW AEW did something and they accomplished something that people don't necessarily do. They put on one pay-per-view and then turn around the next week and put on another one. So Those great pay-per-views, too. You way. know what I'm saying? So they were able to they were able to accomplish it. So so you know, kudos to AEW for, for pulling that off. And my thing would be here is that, you know, as we were discussing before we started recording, that there were a number, of, a number of different factors that took place here as to why the attendance drop was so low. Okay, number one, I believe that a lot of bots bought tickets to the show, and that's generally what happens when tickets go on sale. The first, the the machines are going to go in there and they're going to buy all the tickets so they can resell them, Verify resells, which is basically they're, they're going to jack up the prices right, right. now. And I'm going to tell you how I know this is a, to be a fact. Right now here in uh San Antonio, SmackDown, Friday night SmackDown is coming here October the twentieth. Okay. Mm-hmm. There are several tickets. There are lots of tickets in the crowd right now that are verified resale. But the prices are crazy for them. You got tickets going for two, three hundred dollars, yeah. sitting up like in the nosebleeds. You got on the floor right now, three thousand dollars for a smackdown. So I That's just think crazy, yeah, bro. Like, and, th- and these, I'm gonna put it like this: I got tickets for this SmackDown show, right? I'm sitting in the front row, ringside. The tickets that I'm referring to that are like $900 to three, you know, three grand, they're way on the back on the floor. So, like, they're on like sixth, seventh row. Isn't yeah, resales? yes. Wow, right, right. So, wow. I believe that AEW this could have this is this probably what happened with AEW but I also believe that AEW could have just been doing what WWE does which is just taking everybody that was in the building but even still that's not a lot of that's I don't see that I don't see that many workers being there I just think that what happened was they just inflated the number and if I'm in the wrestling business and 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 the wrestling business is a work I'm going to inflate it because I'm going to put my product all the way up here why because yeah, it does you, be you want to be seen
0: in the best light. You
1: want to be seen in the best light. You want to beat the WWE at their own game, okay? Mm-hmm. I was telling you that Brandon Thurston was going to count every single seat at the Pontiac Silverdome to basically dispute WrestleMania three because nobody believes that ninety three thousand number. I don't believe it. So they wanted, they, you know, it's it's a lot of dispute. So what I'm getting at here is that this could potentially open up a can of worms moving forward because now if I want to say, I want to check out when well, we went to the Royal Rumble this year, WWE touted 51,000. I can now go to my city government here in San Antonio and say, Hey, I want the numbers for, for the Royal Rumble. Because I, I it's, said it's, that too. Yeah. It's a building that's, you know, owned by the city of, the, I think the city of San Antonio. So yep. I want the numbers. It's public record and I can, right. I can get those numbers. So, you got to be very careful. By the end of the day, people remember one thing: this is just show business. It's show business, bro. Some it doesn't of these, it doesn't, doesn't some of matter. These some are fanatics with this shit. I'm like, it's yeah, just it's crazy. Show it's show business. <laughs> it's a like, t- it's a TV show. Like, does it does it really matter? Okay, yeah, they 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 touted eighty something thousand people, and it turns out that it's not the case. Okay, is it the end of the world? No.
0: It, like realistically, you could have let them have this one. Like realistically, because well, that no. that scenario that you talked about. No, yeah. but for real, that scenario that you talked about is a very real possibility, bro. It's like it's yeah. real. It's a real possibility yeah. now. For, so so now the expectation is probably every show's numbers have to be legit. Every single show's numbers have to be legit. So if someone comes out and they tout. Say, like, let's say, let's take WrestleMania, right? WrestleMania 40. Big show coming up in Philly, 40th anniversary of WrestleMania, right? Over the course of two nights, they've already put out a number that uh, uh, an amount of, like, 90,000 tickets have been sold for this event, right? They've already put this number out, right? Right. Over the course of two days, that night, they sold 90,000 tickets. I don't know how those tickets prices were fucking astronomical, but they, they sold 90,000 tickets. If for some reason, right, over they announced the attendance number for both nights as a, an, a higher number than 90,000, somebody's got to verify it.
1: I think that's they're, what they're going to do
0: somebody's got to verify it. Like you can't just get away with that number anymore. You know what I'm saying? Like, are you going to,
1: are you going to go back and verify D- Detroit's number two for Summer Slam? Exactly. <laughs> like it's a slippery
0: slope that I don't think people are, are really paying attention to. Like y'all got to chill with this shit. Y'all got, y'all yeah. got to chill because all right, that's great and all, and like I'm not a fan of it I'm, I'm really not a fan of like like especially the whole showing the audience people are starting to get more and more on that train too like showing the audience at an AEW show like and then attendance numbers I'm not a fan of that because once upon a time WWE was like that and you know what I'm saying they were the only show in town people had just
1: gotten stiff over the product well but, well I'm gonna cut you off, but I gotta say something to that real quick. No, go ahead, go ahead. So and and the people that post these pictures of, of the attendees. I'm not a fan of that. You're shit. posting pictures when either before the show's starting
0: or you're posting yeah.
1: pictures of the 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 parts of the, the area that are tarped off that they were that were never seen. So weren't gonna
0: yeah, they weren't gonna be I mean. people
1: there anyway. Right. Now, are we going to sit there and say that every AEW show is going to be a sellout like they were? No. No. They're struggling right now. They're, they are struggling. We can admit this. But at the same time, the WWE was struggling too. That's what I'm saying. That's they, what I'm saying. When, when they weren't drawing, okay? Right. WCW struggled. WCW went from selling out every single building in like 15 minutes to towards the end there was nobody there. They turned the lights off in the top, so you can see that they, were, they went back to 1992 level attendance. Okay, AW's having that problem right now, where they're they're drawing. It's not it's not very good. I, and I'm not sure if it's the it's the the economy that's playing a big part in that. It could be, but then I don't be. know because I mean WB's they're doing great business, and you know. So I, I don't know what I don't know what's going on over there. They just reevaluate the situation. I don't know if economically sound, if they could drop their ticket prices. That might bring people in. I remember back in the day when the WWF was really doing bad uh, and WWE was starting to beat them, they had $12 tickets to, to their mm. shows. They had $12 tickets. When the WWF came out here in 97 for the Royal Rumble, remember it was Shawn Michaels versus Cycle Sid for the WWF championship. They were giving tickets away on the radio to just bump up the attendance. And they would have like $5 tickets inside the Alamo Dome for the Rumble just to bring people in to show that we can still draw this amount of of, of people to a WWF show because they had to be murdered and mocked and stomped by WCW. So I think that AEW just needs to reevaluate where they are as far as the tickets or whatever and what you're bringing. Uh, If you're not putting on a satisfactory product, then people aren't going to come. But I actually think that there's an upswing here. I actually liked some of the stuff I saw last week on AEW Television. I loved the confrontation between Samoa Joe and MJF. I loved the confrontation between Hangman Page and and Swerve Strickland. I'm digging Prince Nana and his and his dance. That yep. that you know, Brian Cage is a beast out there. He's a monster. You know what I mean? I'm digging Ricky Starks with Big Bill. That that's that's good shit. You know what I'm uh, saying? Yeah, yeah. Do so I, so I they got to buy of stuff to offer. So just, so, you know, when it comes to the attendance thing, I don't really think it's a big deal. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's basically what it comes down to. Yeah. Are you being truthful with the audience? Yeah, Maybe not, but is that data that was given to AEW is, is I'm, I'm assuming that was the numbers they were given to possibly is, is what's going on here. So, yeah, yeah, I don't know. I think they were going by what it comes down to. I think when you, when you, when you have a bot buy all the tickets, you count that as a purchase. AEW gets paid either way, whether somebody shows up or they don't. So I think that that could have been you know, some of the big factors in this, is that these tickets were sold, but by, by uh, they were bought by bots, and the bots put them up for resale, and people just didn't come. But they can count that as a sale. Because we're going here, people, by the turnstile number, everyone who went through the turnstile to get into the event. So right. You you gotta look at it from all these different ways here, and that could be a possible excuse as why the attendance was so low.
0: That that is plausible. That's plausible. Bots is is very plausible because yeah. give or take, give or take, and this could all have been in the beginning too. Like say at least ten thousand bots bought got these tickets, right? Yeah, and you get even let's not even say ten, let's say six. That's yeah. still that's still five thousand people not showing up, give or take, out of eighty one thousand. That's not that bad.
1: Yeah, it's, it's really not that bad, right? It just basically yeah. means that from from a turn from the point of view of the turnstile, but given the legit number, you just you're not the biggest event in pro wrestling history, right? It's just not the biggest event in pro wrestling history is still going to be the Collision of Korea that WWE put on which people were forced to go, but still, you know, it's still going to be the biggest event in pro wrestling history. That's just, that's just the way it is. Yep. Yep. So, And it is what it is, man. It is what As it is, is. It is what it is. I think people like, I'm not going to lose any sleep over the fact that it's not the biggest drawn event in, in wrestling history. What I will say though, is that I made a very interesting uh, observation today on uh, a W shops, website uh, and, and and i don't know what's going on here i'm not you know not gonna say the guy's not telling the truth or whatever i'm just gonna say i just thought it was kind of funny because these things usually don't happen uh, so i was on aw shop today and i put in uh cm punk's name and uh lo and behold i didn't get the 404 <laughs> redirect i got cm punk's merchandise and I thought that was kind of odd that CM Punk's merchandise would still be on the website, but yet you fired the guy with cause. <laughs> but they're still selling his merch. Now, he's not on the active roster, for what I can see. And then, before we record it, I sent you CM Punk's Pro Wrestling T store, which shows a shit ton of merchandise. Then I sent you the one for CM Punk's AEW store. His... There's something strange here. Yeah. And then we brought up we brought up the fact that usually when someone is fired or released or whatever the situation may be, they usually don't sell any more merch of that person. You usually get the 404 redirect when Hulk Hogan got fired by the WWF for the whole scandal he went through. They completely scrubbed him from the website. You couldn't find anything Hulk Hogan. Same thing with when you know anybody who gets released or whatever, they're done with the merch. They 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 can't sell it anymore. CM Punk's merchandise is still up for sale right now on AW Shop and or Shop AW, and uh, I don't know what what what's going on here. I I don't know if the guy is actually gone anywhere be mm-hmm. being worked. I don't know what the deal is. I'm, I'm just, this is just, I, I'm not, you know, speculating that whatever, but I this is just an observation that I saw today. Um, I don't know what's going on, man. I, when when you told me this, the
0: first thing I went and did, because I knew Sonny Kiss had, it's no longer with AEW, and I knew Sonny Kiss had merch on Shop AEW. Yeah. I wouldn't search for Sunny Kiss. I got the four hundred four. Now, mind you, CM Punk. It's what two weeks from all uh, all in. Yeah, a week from a week he's been gone. Over a week he's been gone. Yeah, merchandise is still there. (laughs) Still there. Yeah, I I am of the belief right now that we got worked <sighs> which would be awesome I'm not, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna lie to you it would be awesome I I if we if this was indeed a work it's awesome and it would also <laughs> it would also be the biggest of middle fingers <laughs> to, to the dirt sheets Yeah, it would be so. And while while doing that, while doing that. I think it also exposes some people. (laughs) (sighs)
1: I, (laughs) I don't know, dude i i like I said I just think it's kind of weird it's kind of funny so, I don't I'm not saying he did uh yeah I, it's just weird because yeah. I like i said i I know for a fact when someone's fired and a serious oh, that shit goes away. serious allegations that were made here uh, It's weird to me. And what's even more weird is that it happened around the same time that Punk had this issue last year. Same time. But then you look at, you know, Ace Steel was, was fired by, you know, released by AEW, you know, so. Or was he? That could be a word.
0: I don't know. On the surface, so there's similarities there too,
1: brother. I have no idea.
0: <laughs> there's there's similarities. So CM Punk got suspended last year. A still yeah. actually got fired. Yeah. CM Punk got fired. Well, A still got fired after CM Punk got suspended.
1: Yeah. And then same and then,
0: thing this year,
1: yeah. And and then let me also let me also bring up real quick. So, uh, yesterday was uh, the big, the big uh, New York Stock Exchange the the debut of TKO Holdings. Yep. Uh, the the McMahon era is over for now until they realize this was a complete colossal mistake and Vince buys it back. I don't um, think so. I don't I
0: don't, I don't I don't think so. I, don't I think hold on, let's break this
1: down. Let's well let me let me, this. let me let me let me let me let me get on the, hold on. Yeah, get, you, get point your point here. Yeah, get your point out.
0: Let's break this
1: <laughs> down. Yeah. So when it comes to CM Punk and the WWE, Nick Khan, who was the president of WWE, had this to say. He told this to ESPN. Listen, we only have respect for Phil. We appreciate his run here. We appreciate what he did and what he tried to do with the UFC. Not many people can get in there and actually do what he did. So when we have respect for Phil, we wish him nothing but the best. Now, that to me is an automatic, we're not interested in CM Punk. We appreciate his run here. but on surface. On the surface. But at the same time, if you're Nick Kind, are you going to come out and actually say, yeah, we'd love to have CM Punk back. We can do business with CM Punk. Are you gonna actually going to come out and publicly say that right now? No. nope. Because you know why? Because you don't know if what is actually going on is actually going on. If, let's just say hypothetically, CM Punk is still a part of AEW, CM Punk is still elite. That means that CM Punk is still on a contract. If WWE was to talk to CM Punk, it would be contract tampering. So... I'm going to say this: Where is the Survivor Series this year? Chicago? That's what I'm hearing. Is that Chicago? Is it?
0: Is I, don't Chicago? Know, I don't. I don't.
1: I don't remember them ever announcing anything for Survivor Series. I, I believe. I, I might be wrong. It's either Chicago or Boston. You can help us out there, Mister uh, Mister Black, and, and uh and I'll keep on here. Um, if if there is a scenario where they're in Chicago for Survivor Series this year. That, to me, would be the perfect place to bring in CM Punk if you're going to bring him in. Because you can then have him come in to the Royal Rumble. And then maybe CM Punk can get that spotty WrestleMania that he's always wanted, that he never got. But that's only if this whole thing is legitimate. Because I just kind of find it odd that CM Punk has not said a damn thing about any of this. But at the same time, CM Punk was very quiet after his dismissal. After he left WWE too, he didn't say anything for a while until he went on Coco Bannon's podcast. Yep. so it's very interesting, and I'm kind of wondering, okay, if this is legitimate and he's actually gone from AW, will CM Punk break his silence at the Survivor Series? Mm. Would that, that be the perfect place? It's in Chicago, at the at the Allstate Arena. Yeah, so isn't it? Wouldn't that be crazy if that? Cult of Personality music came on, and Punk was to come down there, and this is the first time we've heard from CM Punk. Fuck, bro, that would be. In months. In months. Uh... And you can give give Punk a trial run. Because here's the thing. I don't really think that CM Punk, if he came to WWE, back to WWE right now, I don't think CM Punk would have the same issues he had before. Oh, no, he wouldn't. And he wouldn't have the same issues he's having in AEW, because no. you know the funny the funny part about it once again, like I said, nobody from AEW is really coming out knocking CM Punk. No, it's Ricky Starks starting. just put out a, a thing giving him his flowers, bro. Right. So there's more to there's something going on here. I don't I don't know what it is. I remember when, when Dax Harwood was was uh, uh when the uh, FTR were coming out um. Uh, and one of them did the the X for for Punk. I just I, I kind of wonder what's going on. So I'm I'm just gonna I'm gonna just sit back and and watch what what's playing here. And, and that could be all run. Right. I could, this all could be just a coincidence. Yeah, it could be. It very well could be. Yeah, it's it's but, happened before. Yeah, that's happened before. But let's go ahead and talk about uh, TKO Holdings. The, the big uh, reveal yesterday, which is basically the UFC and WWE uh, combined together. And yep. a lot of people were saying, well, Vince doesn't have any more control. Vince ain't going nowhere. You are, you are insane to believe. otherwise. Yeah. Vince, Vince McMahon never <laughs> left to begin with. I don't know how many times people are going to understand that he don't, he never left. Now I'm going to tell you right now, what I saw from that, what I saw yesterday, when I was watching it is I was looking at body language, right? And I saw that Triple H was where like, he could be elsewhere. He did not want to really be there. I mean he was there. Well,
0: he's he's not on the he's not on uh he's not, not board of directors. Yeah, not on the board.
1: Which is like slap in slap in the face. And now he he answers he answers to Nick Khan.
0: Yeah. You think Triple H likes that? I'm pretty sure he doesn't, but I mean, this kind of thing, this kind of thing in a in a corporate setting is normal, and like you just seen Frank Riddick, he's gone, um, but it's to be expected. Like a lot of, you're gonna see a lot more shuffling. Of, of the oh yeah, of we're, yeah, game. yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, definitely. We're we're gonna see a lot more shuffling from both sides, from yeah. UFC and WWE.
0: Yeah, that's
1: that's generally what happens. But for people out there that think that Vince McMahon is just doesn't have any power and Vince isn't going anywhere. You Vince, are crazy. Vince, Nick Khan and Dana White and, and people can believe this or they don't believe it. You need to look at Vince McMahon's deal and what's going on here. Ari Emanuel is ahead. Vince McMahon is basically number two behind him in this new organization. Dana White and Nick Khan answer to Vince. Period. Yep. That's where way Period. Goes. Point, Vin, point. Vince McMahon now has a say a say so in WWE. He also has a say so in the UFC. Whether you like it or you don't. That's just the way it is. And Ari Emanuel, Ari Ari said this deal wasn't ever going to happen if Vince didn't agree to stay on. So so, so, so y'all can shut that shit down. The man himself said this deal wasn't going to happen unless Vince McMahon came on. And the only way that Vince McMahon can get out is if Vince McMahon resigns or he dies. Because people are saying, oh, he can vote. They'll vote him out or whatever. Did you not hear what Ari said on CNBC? The only way Vince going is going to be gone is Vince will have to resign or pass away. That's the only way he's going to leave because they wouldn't yep. have done it without he trusts Vince. He's known Vince for years, and that's what it is. There's nobody else he can see in this to 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 do this except for Vince McMahon. That's what he said. So yep. people, it, you just be done with it. It's, Vince is <laughs> Vince, going to. Vince
0: got more powerful. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> did with with that move he got way more powerful but I will say
1: I think I think you know I'll let you talk real quick I don't want to be you know I don't don't want to be disconfernal but I will say this I do believe a few years out of line I think think Vince might try to buy it back I don't think so I don't think so
0: here's why Because this deal, this deal, it works for not only wrestling fans, but combat sports fans. How so? Here's how. We talked about this, we talked about this a couple episodes ago, like, when they come together and they do these events, right? If they if they start doing more events, right? So, UFC just went to Australia this past event uh this past Saturday. They went they went to Australia, put on a phenomenal event. WWE influence was already a part of this show already from the production packages how they did the, uh, they just basically did vignettes. Well, fighters. But that's, that's not but what they listen, do. Listen to me though. No, it was different. It It was different. Like Vince has a knack for making you care about shit. Like, and it was evident to where, where it wasn't before. It was there now. And the production level of UFC has already been kicked up times 10. It's already a better product. If they keep working this, they're eventually going to work themselves to where they can have an entire weekend just for the that company. To where you can go run a UFC event in a in a city and you can have a WWE pay-per-view event in that same city the next day it works for them it just works for them because you now have the two most powerful companies in both of their respective genres
1: putting on events see the you but 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 the wrestling influence on the UFC has been there for like 10 years and they has. started doing they started doing they started stealing basically the the cool factors of pro wrestling a long time ago way before TKO ever was a thing.
0: Right. But but just listen to me. It's no longer stealing. Because now you have the man in
1: charge of both of them. Oh I get he- that. I get that. But I'm just saying that Vince didn't have any dealings with this until the, the shit closed Tuesday. Right. So he had nothing he had nothing to do to do with this prior. That what well, that's what that's what I'm getting at. Like the the production style has always been there because this is what they stole from pro wrestling. It's been
0: no 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 no. What I'm telling you is, what I'm telling you is, it closed. But I'm of I'm of the belief. I'm not saying it happened. Uh, I noticed watching the UFC event this past Saturday a huge difference from the event before it. So UFC 293 was this past Saturday. There was a huge difference in between 292 and 293 in the level of production. And this is like a couple of months. There was a huge difference. Like everything looked crisp. It was, it was a crisp product, the camera angles. And this is like little things that you probably don't notice unless you're paying attention the camera angles from the fire walkouts were different it wasn't di- like they had the style of the WWE but now I'm telling you it was it was on another level so, it was it was what you would see if you were watching the WWE product and you know me and you the the production level of WWE is high quality that's right. what this UFC event was it was high quality production it was already there. They had already been working on that shit.
1: So let me ask you this. So, do you think that now that the two companies are associated with WWE, you know, being what it is, UFC being what it is, do you think that this hurts the UFC to be, because UFC is trying to go for being a legitimate combat sport, the WWE, which is. Pretty much, the sports entertainment is it's, it's a predetermined outcome. Do you think this actually hurts the UFC being um, basically being in bed now with the WWF?
0: No, in that sense. But I can see. I can't. They're two different. They're two different things, right? Right. Um, I can see where it can hurt the UFC I can see that for instance they have a champion there (laughs) he just won the belt he they have a champion there at the UFC like he is he is off he is he is way off right to what you'd want to see in a champion and I could see the more that they somebody's going to have to tone him down because the shit that he says, it just don't line up. Well, what don't. so after he won the belt, he his first press conference after winning the belt. Like, granted, he's had a, he's had a rough upbringing. Blah blah blah. He says he was like, "This is why I believe women should be like in the in the kitchen. That's where the woman's place is. It's in the kitchen." Like, so he's shooting a wrestling like, promo. Yeah. Pretty much, but like,
1: totally like that's how he feels. Okay, I'm but sure. what? So what's wrong with that? Huh? What's wrong with that? Bro. do you know how many? You know how many people have said that in wrestling? I know this. We I used know to see this. People but... promos all the time. You should. You're a woman. You should be in the in the bed. You should be in the kitchen, uh, barefoot and pregnant, and making me dinner. Right. But that's not a promo. That's
0: his actual feeling. Like that's how he
1: feels. I, I don't really think that's a big deal. What's that's his first amendment. If he wants to feel that way, he can feel that way.
0: Okay. But I can see I can see how people will come after him.
1: I can see that people if people will come out there for that, then they're just pretty much pussies.
0: Hey man, listen, the world is softer, kinder. Pussy. <laughs> hey. Call it what you want. World is softer. I call it, kinder. it pussy. <laughs> All right, I'm saying, I'm just telling you, I can see where saying some shit like that is is going to be, it's going to be an issue. Yeah, it's going to bring him heat. Yeah,
1: it's gonna, it, yes, of course, it's going to bring him heat. You know, and, and Vince probably loves that shit because we've had we've had that in sports entertainment for years. Yeah, Rick I Ferguson, know. Rick, Rick, Ferguson, come out and said. What, I, know, I understand it's a different time, but dude. But I can also
0: see how somebody will want to pay to see him get his ass kicked too. Which is I'm I'm it's, pretty sure that's Vince That's the point
1: on. of his selling tickets. Yeah, I'm pretty sure Vince wants wants. He that comes shit. off. If when you say something like that, okay, he's coming off as a heel. Mm, the, now that's where that's where the
0: UFC and, and the WWE are different. For us, it could be like, oh, he's cutting hill promo. For them, they're like, what the fuck are you doing?
1: Like, oh, they know what the fuck they're you, doing. You're gonna stop, you're gonna stop trying to money. be like stop trying to be like, you know, like this shit is so, you know, it listen, it's legit to a certain point. Right? Let's not get it twisted. Yeah, I know that. I know that. But that's
0: where that's where that line is, right? Yeah. And this is why I asked the question What policy are they gonna follow? Because those are two different policies, right? It's it's two different policies. I don't know, bro. And that that type of stuff that has to get knocked out. And I think, well, why does that have to get knocked out? Because it's two different it's two different ways of doing things, right? The WWE has their wellness policy. UFC has their wellness policy. Okay. They don't line up. You know what I'm saying? Like they don't, because there are certain things that may be allowed in the WWE that are not allowed in the UFC.
1: Well, like, but these but these things are separate though. See, this is this is what people this is what people are not understanding too about the about the situation here. These companies are going to be ran as separate entities. So WWE's day to day business isn't going to change. Neither will the UFC's business. They just hmm. they just answer to McMahon. That's all it is.
0: Okay. They're, they're,
1: they're, this, so this, it's a top heavy deal. Yeah. It's like, yeah. it's just, yeah, there's something going It's like, oh, okay, now they have it. Uh, we're going to say, okay, well, they're going to take Bruce Buffer from UFC, right? And and whatever. Uh, yeah. That's the that's second happen. You're like, we're going to take Bruce Buffer. No, him over, no, no. Ron, that Ron, wasn't, wasn't Samantha Irwin to put her over on, on UFC. No. No, you, we, we as, we as, fans critics whatever observers we won't notice any subtle changes with anything we're not going to notice anything because they're going to run these two entities separately they're together but they're but but they're not
0: i mean you they're can't under, take certain uh, practices though.
1: absolutely you can figure out well it's, it's just it's just nikon nikon is running wwe Dana wise running ufc they run the day-to-day operations of the two organizations Ari Emanuel, already said when they did the press conference that they're not going to do anything in WWE. Their, their, their thing is basically looking at the numbers. They're running the business side. They're not going to interfere with creative or anything like that. They're not going to do that. That's what Vince McMahon said, you know, you know, it, being in the woods and all that type of shit, you know, in the trenches. Right. right. He says uh, Ari's not worried hey, well, about time for him. And, yeah. and he and he didn't and he didn't, when they when they when Endeavor got UFC. They didn't interfere either. Interfere there either. It, it ran as its own separate. Their only thing is is to make money. They they put the number out there that the WWE and UFC were worth this amount of money, which I think is bullshit. But that's the number they pulled <laughs> out of their ass. So um, UFC they're, has they're, built
0: themselves. WWE yeah, but, is probably legit, but UFC has built themselves.
1: No, I'm not saying. I'm not saying. That. I'm just saying the valuation. I I think the numbers are a little inflated there a little bit because like right now people probably don't know but they're having a, a they're, they're asking fox for 300 million dollars to keep smackdown on on fox and right now i don't think Fox is oh, to pay that yeah they want 300 million dollars and i don't think fox is willing to pay that so right now the other two contenders could possibly end up being disney and amazon that's that's where we're at right now because they there's a strong way that makes sense it's a strong belief that Fox probably will not renew. Fox is not happy right now with WWE. They're not happy with, with uh with SmackDown. Why? So, well, because they expect SmackDown to be doing threes, and SmackDown's not doing threes. It's doing, you know, two, you know, two million something viewers a week, but they they were promised threes and, and, and all that, and they're not they haven't gotten that. You can't promise them that shit, bro. <laughs> like, that's apparently that's what WD did. You weren't get,
0: getting half that
1: before you went. To I Fox. I, understand, I understand that, but that's what that's what Fox Fox got that on the first episode. That was a rock when he was on there, and they got over three. Yeah, so that, yeah. so they, they so they thought they that's what they thought. So Fox is not willing to invest that in in renewing SmackDown. That's kind of where they're at. Mm, makes sense, but still, and I think that's kind of one of the reasons why they've taken Jay Uso, put him on Raw because, you know, maybe moving forward, SmackDown is not going to be as important as it once was.
0: Hmm. Hmm.
1: Shows you how much they think about it. If that was Raw, they'd be moving mountains. SmackDown has always been the B show. (laughs) Even even with Roman on the show, it's still the B show. Always has been, always will be. Raw is the more... Raw is a more established brand.
0: That's what I'm saying. They'd move mountains to make that happen for Raw. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, that's crazy. Woo. All right, man. So, we have a new segment before we get out of here.
1: Yeah, it's all uh, back in
0: the day. Back in the day. We're yep. going to react to something. Yep. And... uh I'm going to queue it up let the people know what you chose to react to
1: today. So I chose to react to a segment that happened at the Clash of Champions and WCW. And this was a this was the um really what kind of I mean they had Russell before but this was leading up to Sting finally getting the World Heavyweight Championship um, match against Ric Flair. So right now we're going to react to Sting getting kicked out of the Four Horsemen. And it's one of the Ooh. best segments i ever seen. Um, yeah, it's, it's a shit. And what's funny is that this happened. The Horsemen entered here as babyfaces. They left as heels. And they still had to wrestle later on in the night in a cage match against other heels. And also, at the end of the show, this is where Sting got hurt. Sting legitimately got hurt when Sting dove on the cage. And Jay, uh, uh, what's it called? Uh, Doug Dillinger pulled Sting down and messed up his knee. And Sting was out for like six, seven months, wherever it was. So he couldn't have the match with Flair. And then Sting, Sting finally had the match at the Great American Bash, 1990, in Baltimore. So we're reacting to Sting getting kicked out of the forest. All right. Let's bring up this gimmick tube, and
0: here we go. Jim Cornette and Jim Ross,
1: bro. Oh boy, boy, boy! That <laughs> that right there, that was that was great. That was good shit. That was that so was good, good shit. Yeah. That was good shit. Oh, oh he, he says you're being too nice. No, you're being too nah, nice. Nah, 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 <laughs> nah. Fuck that.
0: <laughs> yeah. Fuck that. Let me talk to him. You being too nice to this motherfucker, man? Hey, look, listen. You got two hours, bro.
1: Two. Then you fucked up and good. put your
0: hands on him.
1: Yeah. That <laughs> was good. That that right there was good. And you could tell like with some of the stuff that Triple H was doing when he was evolution. It, he got it for Ric Flair. Yeah. we uh, yeah. I mean, all we already know he's a big Ric Flair, you know, fan. He you know took him out from Flair Flair was his favorite wrestler or whatever. But you can tell it here when he was slapping him around. You know, how many times have we see Triple H do that to, to people? All the time. All right. the time. Yeah, that was good shit them money down. Yeah, that was good yeah. shit. Yeah, horseman, the prison. And the reason why Sting was put into the group to begin with is because, remember, Tully and Arn were supposed to come over originally back right. to WCW. But right. Tully had the uh, Jim Hurd had Tully take a drug test because of the stories he heard at the WWF, and then Tully failed the drug test, and then Jim Hurd rescinded the offer, so that's why they had to come up with the story Sting becomes a horseman. So...
0: But Great that was back,
1: back in the day. Great story. Great segment.
0: Great yeah. segment. All right, man. Final thoughts. What you got?
1: Uh, final thoughts is don't forget this coming Monday night, USDN, United States Department of Nerds, 7 p.m. Central Time, talking about Ahsoka Episode 5. Join us on the Patreon for that exclusive show right there. We're going to break it down for you. he's going to do a pop-in, possibly. And... Um, other than that, just keep supporting the Don't no Give Me the Podcast. Keep supporting the DFPN and what we're doing here by the merch at the Teespring and all that. Um and other than that, once again, you know, help control the pet population out there. <laughs> Have your pets stayed and neutered. Okay? That's really important. I'm keeping the legacy of Bob Barker. I'm keeping it going.
0: Keeping it alive. Keeping like it alive, it. brother. I yes, like sir. it. I like it. All right, tomorrow we also have uh, Misty Marks coming on the show. We're gonna catch up with her and all that she's got going on now. And uh, again, Monday night, tune in to USDN. This is gonna be a great show. I, I will be watching. <laughs> I will be watching on Monday night,
1: so I will forego Monday night RAW. But oh, we all we oh. we usually we, we, we all do. <laughs> yep
0: people don't know
1: me real quick uh, this is what i do on mondays people um you know but, but you know if i'm up before i go to work monday for me uh i go on the network and watch nitro and raw uh, yeah from back that, in the
0: day yeah i don't
1: yeah or i'll put on an episode of primetime wrestling or something yeah i don't yeah i watch segments from raw I watched the, the Dominic Mysterio stuff from Monday, that segment with him and Kevin Owens and, and, and Jay. Hey bro, you can tell it's piped in now. Like it was piped in. You can tell. Um, I'm watching the crowd. I'm watching the they're crowd. Going
0: to, they're going to 10. They are going to yeah. 10. here's yeah. what kills me about it. Here's what kills me about it. It's authentic to a point. Yeah. Right? And it's like they get they get the initials. Yep, and they run with it, cause by yep. the time someone else picks up the mic or they start talking, it's gone. I'm like, crowd noise
1: don't work like that, bro. Like it, right. it takes a second yeah. for it to die down. Yeah, I was watching. I was paying close attention to when Dominic started talking, and yeah, some people were boring, but I'm looking the the I'm looking at the crowd and there, people are just standing there, not doing yep. anything. Yep. And but the but the sound is like way high, so it's you, like whatever. You know who's gotten away from uh-huh. that? aw got yeah, gotten looks, away way from silly. it. It looks
0: silly. Yeah. It really silly. They they, they like, stopped doing they it. They
1: shouldn't have to do And I hate that because hey, we didn't have to do that. We They right. used to just be able to elicit a real, a real reaction. Right. You know what I mean? so And that's one of the things that I, I do like about A-W is that they do elicit an actual crowd reaction. Right. For what it's worth, if you're
0: saying like uh, there there's a low attendance, whoever is in attendance is actually engaged. Yeah, so. But yeah. other than that, man, that's all I got this week, brother. Yeah, man, that's all I got too. So, uh, yeah, let's go ahead and wrap it up. Thank you. Yeah, guys next, for next,
1: it. next week's show though, we're gonna take a we're gonna take a little bit of a deep dive uh, into the into the usos. Um, mm-hmm. We didn't we didn't get to it this week, but I want to talk about next week because um, I, I just want to talk about the similar the the just what they're doing here. You got Jay. Uh, on one show, Raw. You got Jimmy on the other show. Uh, they they release both their theme songs. Uh, we we're gonna talk about all this stuff next week on next episode. Let's, something let's
0: let let's let this week yeah. play out and see what happens yeah. this week. Yeah. I want to give I want to give Jimmy enough time.
1: Yeah. Well, so we got something give, to say about I wanna,
0: this. I want to give Jimmy some time. Let Let's yeah. see what Jimmy's gonna do on on yep. SmackDown, and we'll come yep. back to it. But yeah, yes, I'm down for that. I'm down for it. <laughs> yep. But yeah, man, other than that, thank you guys for tuning in to episode 52 of the No Gimmicks podcast here on the DFPN. Until next week, y'all be easy and enjoy the fucking wrestling. Peace.